Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. Today on the show is Ruin O'Mara from No Spill Blood, a Dublin-based band who've recently released their second album, Eye of Night, on Sfart Records. Here's the opening track. It's called Cradle Scythe. Prepare yourselves. Completed by Matt Hedigan on bass and vocals and Roar Conaty on drums, No Spill Blood released their debut EP Street Meat over a decade ago. And if it sounded like essential listening back then, it still sounds so fresh and exciting now. An album entitled Heavy Electricity followed on Sergeant House in 2015 and following the pandemic and leaving one album in the bin, No Spill Blood finally got Eye of Night in the can about eight years after that debut album. Matt's vocals sound unbelievable on Eye of Night, a sense of chaos enveloping the record over its 40-minute runtime, ably abetted by Ruin's claustrophobic synth and electronics work. Per the press release, an arsenal of analogue synths and electronics alongside pounding low-end strumming underpin a series of inward-folding tales of a protagonist's journey within the self, an exploration of the cosmos within an engagement with the inner recesses bearing witness to what lies beneath the real. Ruin will explain more of the concept behind Eye of Night during our chat, don't worry. I talked to Ruin a good while ago now because this interview was initially for the latest issue of The Thin Air, the one with a brilliant band Mail on the cover, Thanks to Brian Coney for setting it up and asking me to be involved. You can pick the magazine up for free if you want to see this interview in physical form. You can get it in various places in various cities around Ireland. But back to No Spill Blood. They've already done some Irish dates and as of right now, I don't think they've got more announced. Hopefully, they'll be playing somewhere over the summer. Somewhere where the amps go up extremely loud. 
You can buy Eye of Night and No Spill Blood at Bandcamp.com while you're waiting for those live shows. Let's get into the chat. Here's Ruin on the Point of Everything podcast. And we'll hear Anvil Crawler to play us out at the other side. It's so good. What an album. What a band. So first off, just ease ourselves in. Uh, how are you feeling about the new album? Feeling uh, relieved that it's finally coming out. Uh, it's been, we've been sitting on it for a while, so it's good to see it uh, hit the light of day. Why were you sitting on it? Uh, there was a few reasons. I guess it was COVID being one of the main ones. Um, uh, it was kind of recorded just before all the it all kicked off um and so it was kind of it took us a while to finish it then because of not being able to be in the same room and all that kind of crack so uh yeah so we were, we spent it spent a good while mixing it and then we ended up kind of shipping it out to uh, a guy in the states phil manley to, to finish mixing the record and, and then we we had to organize a label and the whole lot so that took another little bit of time so it's finally all fell into place um and so yeah we're, we're just delighted that it's happening now great so when you say it's like finished you know you've done the recording and stuff does much change in between that like you know does the mixing change much fit or anything or yeah and there will be a few things that need to be retracted as well and i guess with with our kind of band there's lots of layers and uh, sonically yeah, things have to be placed properly and you know it's a lot of the time we're all fighting for the same frequency uh, range so we have to kind of maybe restructure things a bit and uh, you know, make it make sure there's clarity in, in 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 the parts, and that it all it all bumps up whenever 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 something's supposed to happen. You know, is it all recorded by yourself? So you're kind of like letting outsiders see it. Then once you're kind of finished recording it, uh, yeah. So like we recorded it in a studio in in Wicklow with uh, Rian Trench and Scan, who did the last record as well. Uh, it's a fantastic studio, fantastic guys. We 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 had a go at mixing it ourselves with them, and it was kind of taking too long, really over again remotely over lockdown and stuff and it wasn't you know so we, we ended up just kind of shipping it out to a guy in the states it's it's a good good experience to have someone else who hasn't worked in the records uh, you know who listen to it and kind of give feedback and stuff so yeah it's useful uh, i hear rian trench come up with a lot of people it seems like a lot of people record with him i probably wouldn't associate him with kind of maybe the heavier side of music is it kind of nice recording with someone like that yeah, like he he's he's fairly he's cut his teeth fairly well now in the in the, in the heavy uh, yeah. things like he's done he's done bats and he's done uh, jogging and stuff as well uh, and he's he's yeah this is this is our second time working with him but um uh, but yeah he's he's a bit of a virtuoso uh, he's a he's a guy that is very knowledgeable and he can pick up what you're trying to communicate very quickly he gets references points and all this kind of stuff and he knows his equipment he knows your equipment um, and. He's a. I find working with him very quick, as opposed to working with other guys. He gets it very quickly, and he can. If you're describing something, he'll go. He'll, he'll give you a practical solution to it. So yeah, I, I really like working with him. Great. Um, might come back to the album in a little bit, but you're just back from supporting Year of New Light on tour around Europe. How did How did you find playing? Was this the first time that you've been playing for uh, a long time in a row, like in a couple of years? Yeah, yeah. It's the first tour we've done probably about four or five years, I think. Um. Uh, uh. So, uh, like first more than we'd be done, like maybe a couple of two or three Irish dates in a row, kind of thing. But it was it was our first kind of a long stint in a good while. Uh, yeah. So it was very invigorating to, to be doing that again. It's, it's a it's a different thing to like to like doing the normal the regular Irish, you know, Dublin, Cork, Belfast, Galway, whatever like that. It's a 
there's like a it's a more intense situation you have to get into a good rhythm of like your daily routines and kind of being in the venue on time and sound check and doing things more efficiently and yeah so it's it was this fantastic experience did you find yourself kind of comparing this time to four or five years ago when you were last doing something like this just like oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not enjoying it as much or i'm feeling it a little bit more or anything like that or, or do you do you still enjoy it as much as ever Oh yeah, no, we're we're all we're all getting a major kick out of it, and it's uh it's it's very rewarding, you know. Like uh, it is tiring, and it is you know, especially when you're covering those distances. But like, yeah, it, it is, you know, reminds you why you're doing all this cracking, and uh, you know, and that that you're able to do it as well. You know, it's it's a uh, it is kind of pushing yourself a bit more than uh, your comfort zone. Uh, you know, in terms of like preparation and technique and uh, the, the whole lot so it's a uh, and getting the sound right and and stuff like that so yeah no it was it was brilliant we didn't want it to stop we would have got it, we could have got it going <laughs> do you have any more like touring plans for the rest of the year or? nothing's lined up as yes we're definitely going to look at some stuff uh we'd like to get back over to the uk uh definitely some stage we'd like to uh we might go back to france at some point as well um uh this is a few offers coming at the minute but we haven't figured it out yet so uh we're gonna like yeah look towards the autumn maybe autumn and winter maybe for for some for some more tours any particular highlights from the tour that kind of stand out that you'll remember good good bad other <laughs> yeah for too many to list but one particular particular thing was that yeah so we were touring with the year of no light who were like a really cool uh french kind of like they're they're like long form metal metal band i guess it's kind of it's a bit prog and kind of nearing new aging in parts as well uh, they're fantastic really musicians and the songs composed very well but on the last the last night of the tour we got to do a kind of a collaboration on stage in uh, that was in Iberdon in switzerland and yeah that was wild it was like what two drummers three synth players three guitarists bass player you know the whole lot so yeah there's talk of us maybe doing some more of that with them as well in the future so uh, that'd be great Wow. They're a metal band. I was just listening to them before I was chatting to you. Like, do you see yourselves as a metal band as well? I kind of find it hard to maybe pin down. I don't know if you guys pinned it down. No, like it's, yeah, in my head, maybe it makes sense as a metal band, but it it, it doesn't really, It I guess if you ask the two band members, they mightn't give you the same answer, you know, uh, like uh, it's, it, it, it does fall between two stools a bit like, um, or three or four stools maybe uh, because it, it doesn't really it doesn't really sit completely in the metal scene either you know and it's like like that 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 tour particularly was like playing to predominantly like metal crowds and like big burly dudes and battle jackets and the whole lot and we had to kind of win that win those rooms over you know it's not an easy sell uh, on on that uh, battle battlefront but uh, but then like it it doesn't really fit many other places either so we're kind of just delighted to go anywhere that'll take us <laughs> like you're you don't come from, do you come from a metal background yourself i know you make music as magic pockets as well but it kind of seems like you kind of come from an, another side of music which is probably a good thing like in terms of the band yeah i know i know, I know what you mean like i've like I'm, I'm i'm i've always listened to metal i've definitely gotten more into it over the last like you know 10 15 years than i had before yeah i'm like even when i do in the magic pockets Stuff that there would be definitely like a metal element in, in there, very deep in it, like you know, in terms of the notes and the the you know, the intervals and that kind of stuff. So, like, yeah, it's it's always been an influence. It's always something that I've always tried to kind of you know, kind of like 
subliminally kind of you know include uh, in 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 in, the, in what I do. We've definitely leaned leaned into it a bit more with this record. It's always been there in the band. I would compose a lot of the verse myself as well, and like it's you know it, it does come from that standpoint. You know, can you remember like when you started? By the way, when did you start? It's, it's just about ten or eleven years out. Uh, maybe twelve at this stage. Yeah, no, it was two thousand eleven. I'm pretty sure the end of two thousand eleven. Maybe that, that 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 we that we started playing. I think. What do you remember? Kind of looking back at that, was it just like the three of you were chatting and you were like, "Let's just try and make some music." Was there an obvious kind of thing in mind, a sound in mind that you had? No, definitely not. We we well a little bit like so like it was just basically three three mates. It was at the time Lar K was playing drums with us, and it was me, Lar, and Matt had just moved to Dublin. And you know, it was just an excuse to drink cans. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it was just like let's get let's get a practice room. There's we were using that place down in um in uh Denor Avenue, the unit one rehearsals. So we just go in there for the crack because they have a lot of backline there. And uh and we just start jamming and we were like, Oh yeah, we'll do some kind of like Tangerine Dream, uh zombie like John Carpenter Goblin kind of stuff and um, but it kind of didn't really come out of that at all, any of those things at all. Um, uh, but that, that's how it started, yeah, it was beer drinking. <laughs> I like the honesty, you know, I think maybe more bands need to be like, yeah, yeah, we just wanted to drink some cans. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was talking to Crowhammer a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. They kind of formed around the same time. I don't know if you know them. Um, they're kind of like yeah. similarly heavy-ish type of band, kind of more maybe concept-driven perhaps yeah yeah no we know those guys very well we share a practice room with them and everything you know they're, they're good friends of ours oh um, okay you recording in or you you play in gorilla is it uh no the, the next door to gorilla the gorilla is the good one and we, we're, we're next door oh, okay. we're next door to that they explain um, the, that yeah the, 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 there's like three arches under the train tracks there and yeah so we have uh, a room there's about what, maybe eight or nine bands maybe maybe have access to that room uh and uh yeah they're in there as well and yeah sure we'd we be you know we hang out with them quite a lot um yeah similar interests and stuff and similar influences i guess uh we played together a lot as well back in the day when we, when we both started as well yeah that that's kind of what i wanted to ask you just that kind of um you know like lo- looking back to then when there was maybe more of an obvious kind of heavier music scene in ireland you know richter collective and stuff was still a going concern around then like d- did did No Spill Blood just kind of like grow out of that sort of scene? And do you think that there is still a scene now? I guess because you're in where you are recording under the arches by, by Gorilla Studios, that um, it does kind of feel like a scene amongst those bands. I'm guessing you're running into them, the likes of Hands Up Who Wants to Die are recording there as well. Yeah, like like uh, obviously Matt is, Matt is in both bands, is in No Spill Blood and Hands Up Who Wants to Die. So um, there's a big crossover there. Yeah, like I guess bringing it back to the Richter thing, I, like we kind of we kind of popped up just as, as that was was kind of uh, fading out the 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 whole Richter thing when they like their their final shows and like in, when they when they kind of wound up that was when that was when we started, um and yeah so like that was a obviously a big moment in the in, in Dublin culture you know and Irish culture for for, for kind of heavier music. Um and like yeah, when, once once Richter stopped, it didn't go away though either as well. Like a lot of these bands are are still playing, and uh, they, you know, it's just not maybe as organised as it was when 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 they were in play. Um, like there's lots of great bands, uh, you, you know, popping up every day. Uh, Roar has a new band called uh, Burning Realm, which are really cool. It has 
uh, features Owensy. If you know him, he's he's a, a singer songwriter as well, and and he's he's the realistic train. Like that's one band that just has 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 started started lately. It's really exciting and new, and um yeah. So like there's there, there is still lots going on, but I guess the there's no kind of one umbrella uh, like the Richter was, you know, to kind of describe it all or to kind of to link it all together. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you guys released an EP in 2012, an album in 2015, and then I guess it had been a while. Uh, you know, this album coming out now, eight years after the debut album. I mean, did you guys take a break yourselves? Did you find it easy to get back into the playing with each other part of it? Um, we didn't really stop. Um, we did a lot of touring, I guess, following the following the the album, the years following the album and stuff. Um, and we did like likes of Roburn, and we toured like Russell Circles and City Session House Bands, uh, Baroness. I guess th- th- there's a few reasons for the delay. First of all, basically, we had composed a lot of music. We had basically an album ready to go, and we scrapped it off because we weren't really feeling it. Um, so that kind of so we got to a certain point, and then we actually just went back to the drawing board. I think only one one of those songs kind of uh, really made it through to the record, to the new record. Um, so it was kind of, even though it was a long, it was a long time. I guess that it was kind of composed and recorded quite quickly. Um, uh, uh, you, you know, it, it was about 2019, 2019, I think it was, uh, just before before lockdown, and then lockdown obviously obviously uh, put a spanner in the works. Also, like for smaller bands as well, like. Like the way we do, the way we, we we would do anything, fund anything is through playing concerts and gigs, right? So like the our quite draconian lockdown that we had here put a kibosh in that for you know a long time, um, and that affects how you can progress as well, right? Because like if you're talking about paying a mixing engineer, you, know, you got to come up with the beans for that. So like you know we would normally have have a you know been able to be sitting on a few quid from. From gigging and stuff, but obviously without having done that, you know, it took a little bit more time to gather the cash together and stuff. And then beyond that, then it was like, so the album was kind of essentially done three years ago. And then there was like the COVID thing. And then there was like the, we had to track it out, organize a new label and stuff. And then that kicked out another year as well. So yeah, that that's kind of explains the gap a bit. Some people, I, I'm guessing that like you see it a lot as well. People might describe you as, you know, a live band rather than an album band. I don't know if you have any opinions on that. I mean, I guess two two albums and an EP over 10 or 11 years is, I don't know, I think that's pretty good going as well. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've definitely seen worse um, <laughs> in, in terms of uh, output. But um, uh, yeah, like we have a reputation as a live band because uh, I guess we do something particular in that situation um but also we do we do thrive in the studio as well and we do we do do di- things differently as we would in a, in, a, in a venue you know um and there's you know when you have a, a an arsenal of equipment in front of you and and time to kind of to explore a bit more there's definitely more you can do and we've definitely included some of that on the records like the the there's definitely because of our, our our setup, it's like it's uh, Matt on bass and vocals, Roar on drums, and then me with like a couple of keyboards. Right, we don't use like click tracks or Ableton or backing or and that. It's all like you know one two three four and you know off we go. Uh, and that 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 does produce you have have its own limitations. You know, like you can only have like two as like in, in the synth department, you only have two sounds really going at one time, and and 
you know, it's kind of you have to kind of compose things in a way that you can deliver it in a in a live situation like that. Um, so, yeah, like I guess we we think about ourselves as a live band, we compose as a live band, but also the real magic happens in the studio, I think, as well. Tell me about the album that you scrapped. Is it like like torturous, like an awful thing to actually listen to? And maybe, do, do you agree, the three of you, that like this isn't good or something? Yeah, like we weren't really feeling it. Like, you know, we, we, we kind of, it didn't, like we had like, yeah, about what, six or seven songs, I think that was, that were, that were done and we'd worked on them and demoed them and stuff. And it was just like, you know, there, there was some stuff there, but it, it, it kind of, it wasn't doing what I really wanted to, to, to do. And like, I didn't think it was a very good uh, progression from, from what we'd done before maybe as well. And there were some kind of really annoying <laughs> parts, you know, that were like, that were, it wasn't very in, uh, enjoyable to play, play back. We only, we did a couple of them at, at gigs, and then we were like, "No, they're they're not really. That's not doing it. We need to we need to reinvent it a bit more." What, so, why do you um, think? Why do you think that was that? Like it wasn't what you wanted. Or, or I don't know. It's just like it? it's that thing where like I, I always try to compose music that I want to listen to, right? So like you know, like you hold it to that standard. The standard is like, do I think this is cool? Do I think I'd be putting this on? Would this be exciting to me to listen to? Uh, is that and like and again, it comes down to the to the very uh, primal thing about the riffs, right? And the actual the, the notes being played, you know, never mind the gear and the equipment or the effects and stuff. It's like like is that a is that hook good enough? Is that rhythm good enough? You know, we we, we do hold it to a high standard. That was kind of it, basically. You know, it was just the editing. We had to pull the plug. And so, do you change anything between how you were recording? playing together trying out those tracks on the scrapped album we'll call it and the songs that make up the new album eye of night did, did we change much of how we how we approached it yeah like i mean what changes that makes you more excited do you just kind of talk about it yeah like we do like i'm like that's why when approaching an album i know we, we we kind of we kind of organize ourselves a bit better and we did we you know we try and like we want a song like this we want a song like that we don't want too many of these ones we want, you know, a certain amount of space and and uh, minimalism in, in the record as well. What I've been complete barrage all the way through, and so we kind of like sculpted a bit, you know. I think that helps. That helped us a bit, I think, as opposed to just kind of pumping out track after track and kind of, you know, and then they're kind of you have this kind of hodgepodge of stuff. So it was more kind of yeah, in the vision of like a, a kind of this is how we want it to go down, and for, if, if we're going to have like two or three fast songs on the record, we're going to have two or three good fast songs on the record and we're not just going to have them, you know, be that just 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 to tick a box. Like we wanted them to be kind of like, you know, catchy and kind of exciting, you know. Mm. Um, I think that you mentioned it earlier that it is a lot heavier as well. That was one of my takeaways from listening to it the few times that I've um, been able to listen to it. Like, is that something that you wanted to just like, how do we get heavier? Like, it sounds like the synths are doing a lot more work on this as well um like the, the the band's always been pretty heavy like even from the jump like the, the 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 first record has got some it's a bit more punky i guess the first record but like it's still pretty pretty bassy and pretty pretty heavy like you know in, in its sound the difference maybe now it's just that it's a bit more it's a bit more crafted i guess in terms of like the first record was done very quickly the first ep for instance it was done 
it was like the first ideas that came into our head really that were recorded and it was kind of it was released very quickly without kind of us but you know it was done very you know before we had a chance to kind of figure ourselves out maybe a bit more and that's developed a bit more in the second record you know there is those kind of metal elements in there as well it's like this one's a bit gloomier i guess maybe overall and a bit more there's definitely more of a cinematic quality maybe to this record i think as well so that's why it's kind of it's kind of getting pushed into this kind of metal metal area i guess because it has that kind of more is a little more of a doomy element maybe and there's more kind of like in the rhythms as well it's probably like you know we have like blast beats and kind of thrash kind of stuff happening there uh as well instead of just the kind of the kind of straight up punk uh kind of beats and a lot of that's down to as well that we have a different drummer in this record as well like roar this is the first one he's played on so uh you know the, what he brings to the table is is quite evident there as well you know and, and so i guess it's kind of just natural that we're going to tilt that way a little bit mm. um Matt's vocals are amazing on the album as well. Like, is is it all him? Like, is he responsible for the lyrics? Do you have input into the lyrics? It's almost hard to decipher. They're so kind of, uh, I, I don't know how you describe it. Like, you know, kind of weighed down almost. You know, they're fighting with the music. Yeah, that was the thing that, that I guess, and it was since the inception of the band, we were like, oh, well, like the vocals being buried a bit and kind of delayed was like, a we thought was more suited the sound a bit more than having like a vocal slapped on top and kind of you know being the focal point of the of, of the sound that would be kind of you know within the within the music as another instrument really um the lyrics and stuff yeah like matt matt, matt does uh the lyrics and he generally when he approaches something like this like a project like a record he actually kind of writes a narrative and he writes a kind of a story for the whole thing and that's kind of broken down into the, into the songs and there's an arc and there's a kind of a there is a you know different situations for each for each for each song you know and yeah so like that that kind of helps kind of sculpt the record as well in terms of how we position the songs and how we you know what goes where and to try and make it a bit more of a journey you know um so yeah are you able to talk about what the kind of those themes are that kind of narrative that's there yeah yeah um like it's kind of a it's a it's a story I guess and he, he's kind of very he's a big comic book nerd and a big kind of you know horror enthusiast as well like kind of a lot of that comes into it and he's like obviously big into Lovecraft and all that kind of stuff so there, there is that kind of cosmic element to the story it's like a, it's, it's it's a story of a protagonist going through a number of nightmare situations okay and uh, but like I think the spin on it this time around is kind of more like it's it's more about in, inward inflection and a bit more about the the inner depths and self analysis and uh, the inner void you know and and kind of uh, exploring that within yourself and that that that's the eye of night thing you know and um, so uh, yeah so like it's again it's you know uh, quite uh, paranoid and nightmarish kind of situations and but that's the kind of overall kind of theme throughout the whole whole record. Mm, yeah par- paranoid is probably a good word for it as well there's there's some moments which are just like so loud particularly in the second half of the album you're like whew, gotta gotta pause this gotta take a breath here <laughs> yeah you're pretty intense parts um do you, you have like do you still have a sense of accomplishment um like recording an album say 10 12 years on from when you first started like does it do you feel like really happy about like oh we did it especially since like having to scrap the other album i'm guessing yeah definitely yeah like um i know i'm i've I'm, I'm seen to be in a better place with this record than i was maybe with the last ones as well when it when they came out 
there's there's that element of fatigue that that anybody really has when they when they're working on a project like that for a long time. Um, and if they're if you're if you're uh, being a perfectionist about it or or you know trying to you know meet your own standards, you can fall out of love with things pretty quickly as well. You know, and then try and then have to sell it to people. But with this record particularly, I, I I'm pretty happy with how it's turned out. I'm pretty happy with how the songs turned out. I don't know. I think that's probably the first time I've experienced that. And again, it's been it's been a while on the shelf. So like, it's great to um, like it's out tomorrow. So like, I'm I'm going to be uh, eager to hear what people think of it. You know, um, and how it kind of fits because it, it is strange. I know it is strange music. It's strange. It's a strange concept for a band. It's a strange genre of music to play. It doesn't really fit anywhere. Um, so it's it's interesting seeing who see who who will really appeal to you know uh, and uh, where is it's gonna where it's gonna fit you know and things so like it's it's not extreme enough to be to be classed with extreme music and it's not indie enough to be put in the indie bracket so uh, like uh, yeah it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, how it's how it's um, how it's put out so yeah. When you were playing live the past couple of weeks, did was it all the new stuff that you were playing? Did you kind of salvage or hold on to any of the older stuff, or was it that thing that you were feeling that like it's kind of in the past? Uh, oh yeah, we we pulled out one or two old songs, uh, and we had a, we had one brand new one that's not on the record either as well. So uh, it, was, it was a mixture of both. We focused focused on the new release, but yeah, we had something brand new and one or two old ones. So it was you know a bit of both. Great. Well, it sounds like you're um, pretty happy with this one. Have you have you talked about the future? Have you started like making uh, album number three or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. As I say, we have one. We have one track already done that will likely be on the, on the records. Next records. That's the, going to be the focus over the next while is to kind of get some demos done and because like uh, it's a it's a it's a kind of reaction to having to having sat on that record for such a long time. We don't want to do that again. We're going to try and get material together as quick as possible and record something maybe before the end of the year. That's the plan for the moment. And can you already tell like what the whole thing is going to sound like or or is it just song by song basis? No, like definitely want to kind of explore a bit more and do something a little different. It'd be kind of easy to bash out another similar record. Like it's going to be somewhat similar. Of course, it is. It's the same three Muppets, <laughs> you know, bashing away. So like, but like, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm in the process of kind of trying to figure out a kind of a different direction a bit. Again, again, like I, I like the idea of, of doing a, a different, a bunch of different types of songs, like and not just having like a, a straight up punk record where it's a bang, 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 and or a metal record where it's just all, like all massive riffs. Um, definitely going to try and be, be a bit more experimental and maybe step away out of our comfort zone a bit more and like incorporate different types of songs maybe that we haven't done before don't know what they are yet but we're working on it <laughs> great well uh enjoy the uh release day anyway and i don't know if i actually said it but like it's a brilliant album particularly like that sec- like it does take you on a journey and particularly that second half of the album like it's just so good so uh cool. thank you con- very much congrats on making it and already looking forward to album number three cool